Christianity is big business. Speakers can command live audiences of tens, even hundreds of thousands. Millions more can watch their videos or buy their books or other paraphernalia. What should we make of their popularity? How should we assess their ministry? Well, Balaam's ass is in the Bible to remind us that speaking spiritual words does not guarantee that the speaker is spiritual. Balaam was a Moabite who lived at the time of the Israelites' wilderness wanderings. He was a prophet whose services were sought by his king, Balak. Balak was worried that the Israelites were a threat to Moab, and so he asks Balaam to curse the Israelites. Numbers 22 from verse 5, he says to Balaam, A people has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the land and have settled next to me. Now, Balaam, come and put a curse on these people because they are too powerful for me. Perhaps then I will be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that whoever you bless is blessed, and whoever you curse is cursed. Balak, this foreign king, seems to think that Balaam, or at least he's treating Balaam, as though he's kind of like this Abraham figure. If you remember back to Abraham, it's Abraham and his offspring who had the power to bless and curse peoples. But when Balaam himself consults the Lord, he's told that, yeah, he is not Abraham, he is not Abraham's offspring. Numbers 22 from verse 12, God says to him, Do not go with these people. You must not put a curse on the Israelites because they are blessed. Whatever powers Balaam is said to have, it's the offspring of Abraham that have the true power. The offspring of Abraham are uncursable, no matter what Balaam does. The Lord has blessed the offspring of Abraham and he has blessed the offspring of Abraham irreversibly. In the next couple of days, we'll see what happens when Balaam is brought before Balak and is asked to call down these curses on the people. But our incident for today happens on the road to that. Uh, and whatever awe that Balaam is held in by his own people, the scriptures take him down a peg or two. The prophet is riding his donkey. Perhaps he hasn't raised enough money from his uh, supporters to actually have a jet yet. But he, here is this famous spiritual speaker. He's only got a donkey. But, you know, if you've got faith, operators are standing by. So there he is on his donkey. And who should show up but the angel of the Lord in the midst of the road? And then we see the spiritual insight of Balaam is virtually zero. The donkey he's riding on sees the angel of the Lord. The prophet is blind. Let me read Numbers 23, 22 from verse 23. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand, the donkey turned off the road into a field. Balaam beat it to get it back on the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path through the vineyards with walls on both sides. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it pressed close to the wall, crushing Balaam's foot against it. So he beat the donkey again. Then the angel of the Lord moved on ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn, either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it lay down under Balaam, and Balaam was angry and beat it with his staff. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, and it said to Balaam, What have I done to you? to make you beat me these three times. It's hilarious. 
Balaam, this great man lauded by the multitudes, known as a spiritual leader, he cannot see the prophet of prophets, the messenger of God. That's what the angel of the Lord means, the messenger of God. But not only does a donkey prove to have better spiritual sight, the donkey also proves to have better speech too. To shame this prophet even further, the Lord allows Balaam's donkey to rebuke him. Verse 28, (laughs) the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and it said to Balaam, what have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? I love this. Verse 29, Balaam answered the donkey, you've made a fool of me. If only I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you here and now. The donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your own donkey, which you have always ridden to this day? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? No, said Balaam. It's, it's absolutely comical, isn't it? The donkey speaks, and like Balaam speaks back as though nothing strange has happened. The fact that his own donkey is talking. And then the donkey kind of wins the argument, and all the prophet can say in response to the donkey's wisdom is a sullen no. Um, what's going on? Here's the message. Yeah, there are spiritual messages out there. And there are people who bring messages from God to people. And such spiritual men can speak arresting words. They can even speak true words. And millions may listen to them. But even if spiritual people occasionally speak the truth, it is only what the Lord has allowed to be said. And the credit never lies with such speakers. The Lord can make a donkey speak if he wishes. We really ought not to be led astray by spiritual speakers today. If they, or if I, speak any truth, it is no testimony to their own wisdom, to my own wisdom. It's only a testimony to the Lord who can speak even through dumb animals. The real test is whether the speaker themselves sees Jesus. That's the real test. Jesus is the truth and the test of all truth. And if a speaker can't see Jesus and can't point you to Jesus, forget them. You'd be better off listening to a donkey. Let's not be impressed by speakers. Let's pray that they see Jesus. Because the focus is never the speaker. Even a donkey can be a speaker. The focus is always Christ.